forgot how to do this. Welcome, everybody, to Say Report Jr. Um, podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every single week. I keep snapping. I really hope that I don't erase oh, I hear half it now. the population. Oh, God. I guess I need the... That's funny. That's funny for a particular reason. God Please keep talking. Damn it. Please keep talking. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> this is a podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every single week. Um, I am one of your hosts, Dale Decker. And I'm your other host, Zach Sarah. Breaking news. Breaking news from the internet, Dale. I can't hold it back any longer. I, I hate you. You may have Thanos snapped. You may have Thanos snapped Spider-Man out of the MCU and you don't even realize it. <laughs> what? So Wait. apparently Kev, so no. So apparently the Sony and uh, Disney contract for sharing uh, Spider-Man came up recently and Kevin Feige walked in there and was like, hey, let's split that money 50-50. And Sony went, how about we don't? And they took Spider-Man and they walked away. So Spider-Man is at the moment not part of the MCU anymore because Disney no longer has the rights to Spider-Man. As of like literally 45 minutes ago. Holy shit. So... <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, this might change. I, I assume the two mega conglomerates will co probably come together and at least eke out their third Spider-Man movie. But I don't know Spider-Man's place in phase four anymore because they literally just were like, how about we just won an Oscar for Into the Spider-Verse and we just made a bunch of money off of Far From Home, which, yeah, you definitely helped us with, but also we still own that. So we're going to go put Tom Holland in Venom 2 now, and they oh walked out the damn door. I mean, they didn't confirm that, but that's their options that's now. All I want. They literally walked out the door being able to do whatever they want with Spider Man now because oh. they said, How about we don't split money with My Disney anymore? <laughs> all right. So, a couple things. So. Um, I'm really happy I listened to the Into the Spider-Verse uh, soundtrack on the ride home today. That's going to be number ones. Um, because, uh. also, to go off of that, that is one of my favorite soundtracks um, from a movie. Like, I don't, I, I usually will listen to, uh, I don't know. I sometimes listen to these soundtracks. Like, I, I have the Wreck-It Ralph. Like, you know, we have the Wreck-It Ralph soundtrack. I have, you know, Disney soundtracks and whatnot. But, like, Into the Spider-Verse, the, the songs are so good. It's just a very good album. It's just And then on top of that, you good... can lay it over Into uh, the Spider-Verse. Well, <laughs> like... but you lay it over that. But also, like, that's what I listen to when I play Spider-Man PS4 usually now. Because Beautiful. all of the songs are a, well, almost all of the songs, but most of the songs are about being Spider-Man and like what that means. And like, I need to, you know, it's, you know, I got some shit I got to deal with, but I'm also a hero. <laughs> it's just really, really good. And yeah, there's just... Almost every other, almost every song on the on the album, it like references Spider Man or talks about being Spider Man, and it's just incredible. And like I did not get that when I was watching the movie, which again I have not gone back and watched since the theater experience. Oh God! Oh dear Lord! But you really thing, should. 
<laughs> I really, really should good. because like now I really like the movie and I haven't even seen it a second time just because I've listened to the album a bunch and I look at the art a lot and I just like know I have scenes in my head that I constantly think about but yeah no I'm really I'm real excited that I listened to that on the way right home <laughs> but but yeah like no one knows what this means right now That's in- no one okay. knows like like Tom Hot like theoretically they can't put Spider-Man in MCU movies right now. Yeah, no. And, and what does that mean for the entire setup of Far From Home being, by the way, we need a new Tony Stark, Peter Parker. Oh, actually, we have to write you out of existence now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with it. Oh! Would you, though? Would you, though, because of the cliffhanger setup? Like, at the very least, what I want is just a follow-up to Far From Home. Even if he never shows up in another MCU movie, I want to see... I'm yeah, how no, that no. Okay, I That's agree to I that. Want. I agree to that because I, you know, I have theories of how I think um, what the next step is. But, like, also, to go off of that, most of those theories don't include the Avengers. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. Like, I mean, it literally, probably... it literally just includes Spider-Man. All of my theories that I have for for the aftermath of Far From Home literally just include Spider-Man and Mysterio and the rest of the Sinister Six. Like, it's basically like, okay. So you're, you're putting Spider-Man things together. You're not putting, yeah. you're not even putting MCU things together no. at this point. You're just putting no. more Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. Yeah, which like, theoretically, because Sony guess could what? still do. Like, no, they definitely could do it. And because the thing is, is that Far From Home felt so not like an MCU movie that it was great. Like it very much, it very much. You yes, you need to know what kind of happens in the other move in in Endgame and and to have the emotional like backstory. But at the same time, if you know, if you know a, the characters, you don't need that much. It's it's also very know, much a, it's very like, much a breaking point. It is it yes. is a we need a new beginning. Like that's what the theme of that movie is: is you need exactly. to step up because we need someone else in charge this is a new fresh start for everybody yeah which means that yeah they could just walk they sony could take tom holland and be like okay we're gonna do the sequel to far from home now and like who knows maybe we'll integrate tom holland and spider-verse and bring miles morales into our own shit and hey look he's in venom too now and they're doing a bunch of stuff with like other like there's a morbius movie they're working on right now i know so like all of these things that like like when sony was like oh we can't make spider-man movies anymore without disney how about we make a bunch of other shit around spider-man now all of a sudden it's like but what if we did that and just set up a world where spider-man can just come in now (laughs) because we did all of this build-up seriously like i i i honestly think i would be okay with it i would be okay with if if he if i have those you know four because yeah four MCU movies with Spider-Man five. If, yeah, I guess Civil War counts, but because he's in the. <laughs> I mean, one he is. Team. It is the he introduction is, of is him. The inter- it's the introduction for him. So I guess yeah. So five. I'm okay with the five movies we got, especially when like I what I just said is that all of the stuff that I got out of Far From Home literally just means more Spider-Man stuff. None of it means anything other than, you know. The can we spoil Far From Home? Here's the thing, yes, because we're a couple of months out now, and here's the thing, especially when you consider the fact that Nick Fury is not technically in that movie. When you consider the fact that everything going on with Spider-Man in that movie is yeah. kind of com- completely made up around, um, is it Talos? Yes. 
that is is his name yes. Talos? Yes. That yeah. that like Talos and Mysterio. Like that entire movie is about shit not being what it seems. Exactly. That, like, so like that's so, much... so that's the other thing, right? Is that so that that Talos reveal and the reveal with Nick Fury, all that that stuff meant Captain Marvel shit for me. Like, again, the things that I got out of Far From Home was not Avengers. Um, oh, that too. Was, it was I not was... Avengers related. Everything I got out of it was Spider-Man or Captain Marvel related. Yeah, like, I don't know if there's like another it. special team name in the Marvel universe besides Avengers. I know that, I mean, aside from things like the X-Men, but like if there's another special team name, they should go with that and leave the Avengers in the past. I think the Avengers ending with Endgame is exactly what that needs to do so they can move on. Yeah. Because if there's an Avengers 5, that's going to be silly to me. Oh, yeah, of course it <laughs> like, is. I mean, there are other names out there. <laughs> like, I know. Um, but even if it's like, but I'm not even talking about like New Avengers or West Coast Avengers or <laughs> what is it? Is it Midwest Avengers that has Squirrel Girl? Whatever those yeah. are, like even those like around Avengers. No, if the word yeah. Avengers never shows up in an MCU film again, I would I mean, be mean, Here's honestly how I, the, on, the only way I would see that go is champions. If they call, if they start calling, if they begin to take the guys as champions. <clears throat> but. The only stuff I know of Champions is the Miss Marvel run of that. I know that Champions has been around before that, but Champions to me is a very not anti Avenger, but anti Avenger because it's a lot of Miss Mar Miss Marvel. Um, you know, Kamala being like, "Listen, you guys don't take ownership of your shit. Like, you come in here." And you break, you, 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 you know, demolish cities and you, you don't even like stay to help clean up. You literally come, save the day and leave. And her whole thing is a lot of, no, we need to take responsibility for the stuff that is going on because we're some of the only people who can respond to it. So it's not, it's not fair to be like, Oh, hey, my job's done here and peace out. And that team, the one, you know, the, the Champions comment that I started reading was Miss Marvel, Miles Morales. So you know, Miss Marvel, Spider-Man, um, Nova, the Sam Alexander Nova, um, Viv Vision, which is Vision's daughter, and um, Awesome Hulk, which is, why can't I think of his name? Bruce Banner? No, it's not Bruce Banner. Oh, okay. Oh, why can't I think of his name? I don't know. Oh! Nothing. That's going to piss me off. That's going to piss me off for so long because I know his name. Um, but, what, but it's Awesome Hulk. It's not Bruce Banner. Um, but it, so it's very much like this group of, you know, kids almost being like, yeah, no, we need to change some shit. And I would be all about an MCU that took that on. Dale, you may have also... Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Square Enix's Avengers game that we're not super excited about. <laughs> <laughs> a bit, uh, you know, Devin sent me a, a trailer that I did not watch today because I had other they, stuff they, going they on. They did more like, but... hey, look at the look at the gameplay, which yeah. still is like the same level that they keep showing in all the trailers. Yeah. Uh, also, the more we've talked about this on the Discord before, the more we talk about that game, the more it still feels just like a fancier-looking Ultimate Alliance, yeah. just going to say. Yeah. But anyway, I got you. But so, what are you say? but here's the thing. So, 
uh, people have talked about the fact that the voiceover in the trailer from E3 that we watched mm. might be Miss Marvel. Really? And so, like, the huh. idea, so if the idea is that the, the Square Enix Marvel Avengers is Kamala coming to all of them and being like, hey, get your shit together. We need to fix the shit you fucked up. Alexander Cho! Sorry, sorry. It just came to me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's, that's, that's Beautiful. That was fantastic. Sorry. Um... Yeah, so if the Square Enix if the Square Enix Avengers Ooh. game is that, I'm also all for that. <laughs> like yeah. if that's what that story ends up being, I think my biggest problem so far is that so far the story is like here's all the setup to the story and we're not telling you what the story actually is in that game yeah. and that might change my feelings on it. Listen, but if it's an people, introduction of champions, I would be all about it. That would be so yeah, fucking pe- good. People have people have discussed the idea that 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 voiceover at the beginning might be Kamala. Yeah. So that's out. So that that right there makes me more excited to see that game than anything that game has shown me. Mm, um, so yeah, so, I... so this this could be an interesting. Game. I also think like like in a week we're gonna hear about how they've struck a deal. Mm. Like I oh, don't probably. think, but but I like the idea that like Sony of all people are the first ones to come in and be like, what if yeah, you didn't no. own everything Disney? Oh, I love it. Are you <laughs> what kidding if me? You didn't fucking get everything you wanted. <laughs> are you kidding me? Like it gives me another reason like to love Sony. You know. Like, they saw what happened to Fox. They saw what happened to X Men, <laughs> and they went, "Hey, what if we didn't?" Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. They just walked out of the exactly. room. Exactly, and yeah, no, I, I honestly like, I think I would be okay with it. I really do, cause, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it would have to, it would have to be a good shift, but it's Sony. Like every, I love all the Spider Man stuff that Sony, Sony puts out there. I real like. You know, I, I've always championed, you know, like Amazing Spider-Man and all that. I've always championed. That's Sony, right? Yeah, it is. Yes, it me. is. And like, I've always championed those movies, and it's just maybe I am biased because it's Spider-Man. But you know, <laughs> into the Spider-Verse, like. Oscar no, I mean that's the is, thing. Is, is I think that's Oscar the biggest winner, thing. You know? I, I like. Think- I think the most important thing is that Sony gets to say that we got an Oscar off a of Spider-Man movie yeah. and and Disney didn't win a single Oscar off of 22 Marvel films. Yeah. We'll see what happens when Endgame comes out and someone's like, here, we're Wait, giving... I thought... When, uh, I thought some of them got effects Oscars. Uh, oh, I guess... No, you're right. Yeah. Black Panther ended Black up Panther winning. Black Panther ended up winning some of them. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. They were the first ones. Yeah. You're right. I was wrong. But <laughs> still, one... Out of, like all of, like, yeah. I, I'm no, like I still to be like to, for Sony to come in to the animated picture Oscar, mm-hmm. a thing dominated by Disney and Pixar almost every year, mm-hmm. yeah. and be like, we took your franchise, yeah. the thing that we only have money to make because you gave us money from Tom Holland, mm-hmm. and we won your Oscar over you. Yeah, <laughs> we're walking now. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Oh my this god, this makes me pretty excited. I'm not gonna lie. It makes me very excited because that means that a that a Sinister Six movie can happen. That means that that movie that I wanted, the Amazing Sp- the Amazing Spider-Man three that I wanted after Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man two, like can can freaking happen now. Because let's talk about a cliffhanger. Uh, have you you've seen that movie? Right? I have not seen Amazing oh. Spider-Man two. No. How dare you say it like that? <laughs> first of all, how I... freaking dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but it leaves it on a cliffhanger and like and you say that and i've had to live with that for years 
I've had to live with that for so long of a cliffhanger that is at, that is the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2. So if there's a cliffhanger at the end of MCU, too bad, guys. <laughs> I mean, like, it wouldn't be the first time. Hulk, the uh, the Incredible Hulk technically ends on a cliffhanger. Hmm. That is never followed like, up on. Yeah, no. Okay, if, if Far From Home is the last time we got to see uh, MCU Spider-Man, so be it. Because guess what? It's a freaking great movie, and it's a great <laughs> it's a great look at Spider-Man, and it's a great freaking introduction of Mysterio and the Sinister Six. <laughs> I'm very amped up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so speaking of that, what you been up to for a couple <laughs> weeks, Dale? Technically, we never started this episode. I broke in there. I know. How you been? I, you know, I was, How's just, things? I was drinking my wine, and then we started talking about Spider-Man. It worked out. <laughs> Uh, things are good. Um, yeah, a lot of movies. Saw a lot of movies these past two weeks. Um, watched, started some TV shows, and played some video games. So, I don't like, know how to break this down. I don't know either, because <laughs> I've also... I actually haven't seen that many movies, but I have watched some TV and played some video games. So let's start with the movies. Let's start with the movies and let's start with okay. you and the movies. So, that seems like the, so, the thing we can get through quickest yeah, out of all. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to go in length on any of them. I pretty much have some quick summaries for all of them, but I pretty much already had this discussion today with someone at work, but um yeah, so the five movies, five five The five movies, movies you see in yes. heaven. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, ooh, if these are the five movies you see at heaven, no, no, like, honestly, that's a good group. This is a good, interesting group. Um, so, saw Dora in The Lost City of Gold. That's right. We're that far behind. I saw, <laughs> I saw Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Blinded by the Light, Good Boys, and Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Oh, you saw Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Out of all of those, like, I want to see Dora, and I do want to see Scary Stories at some point, and Blinded by the Light, I'll get to eventually. I forgot uh -huh. the other one you mentioned. Good Boys. Good Boys. Oh, another one that, like, I only know as a poster. So, like, <laughs> uh, but where'd, where'd really? you go, Bernadette? It's the one out of all of those that I'm actually, like, would love to sit down oh, and watch. Oh, Zach. Right. Oh, yeah. Is it bad? No. It's incredible. Oh, okay, good. No, okay. it's so good. I mean, it's Kate Blanchett. It was hard yeah. to be bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Anything. I mean, she is a treasure. She is literally a golden treasure in this world. Like, a hundred percent. And, um, but yeah, no, it's... Which is CGI elf witch. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Really? No, oh, that's right. You've never seen no, Lord of the Rings. I watched Lord of the Rings. I didn't know Kate Blanchett was in it. For literally one scene, and her entire job is to go all CGI and freak out oh, about the ring. That's incredible. <laughs> that sounds incredible. Like early though. 2000s Peter Jackson CGI, too. Ah, <laughs> that sounds amazing. No, uh, but yeah, Dora, freaking amazing. Okay, like, okay, I can't use freaking amazing to, to describe everyone. Uh, but Dora was really, really freaking good. Every time um, I watch the trailer for Dora, and I've watched it a number of times now, God. it makes me think of actually, and I'm hoping that this movie ends up being good, but it's like playing with fire with John Cena. I get the same impression out of when I watch mm -hmm. this trailer, which is that like late 90s, early 2000s kids movie yeah. that is like just blatantly dumb on one level. Like, playing with fire makes no sense on oh, a fundamental level if you so pull it apart. But it. also, I would love to see, like, show me. It's 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 the classic um, adult 
adult men have to deal with children scenario that makes so many movies good. And Dora is just like, hey, it's like Scooby-Doo. I see the Dora trailer and it's like watching the James Gunn Scooby-Doo like all over again, which is just like, hey, what if we took this thing and we acknowledge the fact that there was a version of this that you watched before, but then also we do some updating to it and we make our own dumb jokes about it like it looks fantastic it, just from a trailer standpoint so good okay good hold on to that because it stays that way um and hold on to that excitement because if you go into this movie being like oh it's dora like you're not gonna enjoy it but if you were like me okay here's here's how i'm gonna describe this all right so <laughs> there's a bunch of little kids in the in the theater who are all just as excited and as like me and Devin and and like it's just this one little kid was so excited he he was like he just kept talking about like oh my god it's like I can't believe we're here like I can't believe we're seeing it I can't believe there's not more people mom like where are the people and she and her his mom is like well we we were a little early like, so, like, that even made me happy that they showed up early. Like, he was so excited for it. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then other kids kept coming in who were just so amped up. And I'm like, this makes me happy. This makes me happy on multiple levels because I was those kids. I fucking loved Dora as a kid. To the point where, like, I would want to be like I wanted to be Dora and a lot of the way that I view exploring and like adventuring comes from that I was a total Dora kid which is funny because I being six years older never would have like watched that as a kid but there were definitely days where like it was just on it's on because it's comfort food in a weird way I remember the exact day that Blue's Clues started oh I don't remember the date, but I remember the day that I was sitting there watching Nick Jr. and Face came on the screen. Yes! And was like, we got a new show for you. Buckle the fuck up, because this is going to be fucking fantastic. He said it just like that, I remember. I, yeah, but he's no, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past Face. You know, he's like, he, buckle he up. Blue, here's Blue's Clues, and my life was changed forever, oh. because Blue's Clues is fantastic. Blue's Clues and is the best. I remember Blue's Clues to the point where I remember when Steve left and Joe came on, mm-hmm. and it was like a thing, and there were conspiracy theories that Steve mm-hmm. was dead. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. He just joined a punk band. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> but like, so like, and I remember when Dora came around, and I was much older at that point. <laughs> And I still had this weird, particularly like if I was homesick from school or it was like in the middle of the summer or something where it's just like there's nothing on at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> but I'm scrolling through and, hey, Nick Jr.'s on and suddenly there's Dora the Explorer. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I Dora and Blue's Clues were to- were my freaking childhood. Cartoons. And nothing is funnier like, than a TV show that talks to kids and oh, leaves yeah. space for them to yes. talk back. Yes. Like like Sesame Street talked to kids, talked to the camera all the time, but they rarely sat there and stared at the camera waiting for a response. Mm-hmm. The funniest thing will always be the first episode of Dora I watched when she said, do you see the red barn? And then <laughs> stared dead-eyed into the camera for 30 seconds. <laughs> yes. And I went, this fantastic are you kidding me oh man but yeah like it was 
to go with this whole theme of movies lately that made me feel like little Dale again, I was totally transported back to those to those mornings before school and after school where I would just sit down and and explore with Dora. Like it just made me so incredibly happy. And it it's also, you know, this this kid this other kid who I was was able to you know look up to in in media becoming its own movie too as an adult so I got to you know carry that and be like good like I'm happy that other kids and and it made me so happy that there were other kids who were still into Dora and again yeah it was a small group it wasn't that many kids I did not expect that many kids to come to it either, but you know, you also saw it on one of the early like Thursday like shows, right? It was a four o'clock right. show. So that's yeah. ideally so, the best time to bring kids. Yeah. But on a day before like the regular release date, where everybody's gonna know it's mm. out, like I guarantee you, the night after that, it was packed at a four o'clock yeah. showing. Which I would hope of- so. But it it really like I always think that Dora has only. You know, like Dora and Blue's Clues are those two shows that, like I said, those are that was my childhood, uh, for preschool, for like not preschool, but for you know, elementary school and whatnot, right? And it just makes me kind of happy that at least for Dora, kids are still able to watch it and are still able to, you know, g- do what I got to do <laughs> with it, you know, and it just. It, cause I was so nervous that Dora has, was really just, just became a meme in this world. And just like a lot of other cartoons and kids shows have become memes and have become, you know, um, oh, you, you know, we can laugh at it now because we're adults and we can point out all the dirty jokes that happen and do all this stupid shit and blah, 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 and make conspiracy theories. It's like, I'm actually really happy that there are still it is still able to give that <laughs> Dora is just pure. Dora yeah. just exists yes. as this pure yes. little like, bit of like wonderment yes. of like that little kid, that little boy was being able to just enjoy Dora as its pureness and there was a little girl sitting behind us who was just as equally excited and you know pointing out stuff and it just made me so happy. Um so yeah, it it really that movie meant a lot for me, <laughs> which I didn't realize until after I saw it and after I got to think about it. Um, it's also pretty dark. Like, it gets to some areas where you did not expect Dora to get to. Like <laughs> When it becomes Dora Croft through Tomb Raider, yeah. and all of a sudden people are yeah. pointing guns at each other. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, it gets... It gets serious. Uh, I know it didn't do this, but I really wish that there was a scene in that movie where guns came out and Dora paused to look at the audience and said, <laughs> hey, can you count the number of bullets I have left? <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been incredible. Could you think back to how many times I've shot already? <clears throat> That's can the you, director's can cut. Can you punk? <laughs> That's the director's cut. Um, I certainly hope. No, but it was really good. Uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. It was okay. Uh, it was a fine, well enough movie. Um, it was, you know, it scared me. There was a time where I could not watch the c- the screen because I was looking, you know, I covered my eyes because I was really freaked out. Um, but other th- <laughs> other than that, you know, it it you know it 
it wasn't anything crazy fantastic. That's an, that's an interesting. Here's an interesting um, thing about that. So, scary stories to tell in the dark has for a very long time been like held up with like the number of things that screwed us all up as children, because it was like, why did they let kids read this? Hmm. And I get. And also, the most memorable things about all of those was the pictures. Yeah. Like That's I can tell I you I... how many things I remember, how many pictures I remember from scary stories to tell in the dark. I cannot tell you most of the stories that I read about them yeah. because it was so long ago. And I think that that is the same for a lot of people. I, I'm sure there are people out there that remember the stories. I'm not discounting them. I think the vast majority of people, though, remember, hey, remember those really fucked up pictures we saw yeah. in those books that when we were like 10 and we definitely shouldn't have seen them and they freaked us out. So, like, I'm not surprised that the movie was like, oh, yeah. I didn't remember any of this story, but hey, there's that fucked up thing I remember. There's the spider coming out of that girl's face. <laughs> like So yeah, the the my connection to scary stories was definitely pictures, but also like Devin and my mom would tell me those stories. And yeah. there was a time where I and they would they would tell them to me in like just jokes. Like they would just make a joke about it, and then they would be like, oh, it's from the story. I never read those books, but I know the red spot. I know um, the story about the cats and wait for, oh, I don't know his name, Harold? Not Harold. Hank? I don't know. Um, see, I don't remember that much. I just remember bits and pieces of stories from what they told me. And they know the stories way more than I do, and they know all of them pretty much. And, and I think that that's like a generational thing about those stories yeah, is that those stories became a thing where it was like someone owned the book and then told people about this mm, screwed up book they read. Mm -hmm. And then it was like we would tell stories, we would tell those stories again and again, yeah. but very I mean, rarely that's... did someone actually. There were some people that owned the books, like we had at least one of them, yeah. but we like it was very rare that someone owned all of those books and we were sharing yeah. them around. It's not like something everybody owned. It was a thing one person owned and then everybody talked about. Well, isn't that like, and that's also the point of it too, is that these are stories that yes. you, that just get told and told and told. And so like, that's cool in itself. But for me watching that movie, the only one I really, really knew was the red spot. So I kept waiting for that to come because, you know, that has been a joke in this house for a while. Ever since, you know, ever since I was a kid, it's been a joke forever as long every, as i can remember every zit and blemish that yeah. you get from like exactly 10 like to 15 it's, yeah yeah and i remember like the first time <laughs> Devin was like be careful it could be a spider and i was like what does that mean and then but it is like a joke now and so but me watching it all i had to like think about and equate it to is honestly jumanji and the goosebumps movies goosebumps yeah goosebumps movies like that's all I had to go off of, really, yeah. uh, as far as, like, critical thinking is 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 put into there. Um, like, I wasn't looking at how the stories are told at, in comparison to the book. I was just showing how they were told. And it very much, it the, the only reason why I went to go see it is because I accidentally saw a trailer that showed me it was more like Goosebumps and more like Jumanji. And, and not just like it this is not, and not like just like five, this stuff is five happening. short films yeah that yeah. are then stitched together yeah yeah and that it's <clears> not just like it has a reason for happening it's not just like oh it's halloween night all this shit is going down um because we're in you know the equinox of the hundredth month of the uh, whatever you know 
bullshit. Hey, don't knock on um, my Halloween lore. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> I, am I wrong, Zach? Does You're that not, not happen? What's really funny is that like this makes me think that you wouldn't like the movie Creep Show, which is uh, from George Romero, the guy that made Night of the Living Dead, and it's based on a bunch of short stories by Stephen King. Mm. So they like wrote these things oh, together, yeah. but it is just like it's framed as a kid gets this like Tales from the Crypt style comic book and just reads the stories, and so it's like four individual stories. Oh, that, that sounds tell. fantastic to me. Are you kidding See, me? That's what I, that that's what I originally great. thought that this movie was going to be, yeah. and then I saw that it was more like the Goosebumps thing, and I was like, oh, okay, so, yeah. which, yeah. Um, but no, it was it was good. It was cute. Uh, cute is the word I would describe it, which is weird, um, but it was really interesting. That's Guillermo del Toro. He's been making terrible things cute for a while. <laughs> Ask anybody that watched uh, uh, Shape of Water. Oh, so, <laughs> Don't not knock that movie. Oh, great. I don't knock that it's movie. It's a beautiful it's movie that, about no, love. A, I know, but that's the problem. Love and acceptance, <laughs> man. <laughs> we, we all learned. We all learned that mermen were hot, and we all have to deal with that because now we don't know how to take. I'm the sorry. Report. We learned that from Shape of Water. That wasn't. We accepted known? it. Sorry, we accepted it from Shape of Water. <laughs> it became acceptable because it won an Oscar. <laughs> I've always accepted that in my life. I'm sorry. I'm just. This... Yeah, the 13th year exists. I'm just going to say that. That's the Moscato talking. Anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> what? <laughs> what else did you see? Um, by the light. I gave you a boys. list. Uh, good Boys. How is Good Boys? I actually don't know. I can tell you right now. I have no idea what that movie's about. Really? I know it as a poster. Okay, then and you there's need a, to keep it there's that There's a really way. good preview of Seth Rogen talking to hmm. the kids about the fact that there's like a that they, they did like a uh, Red Band trailer that they are not allowed to see because they're yeah. under the age of, yeah. That is the only thing I know about that movie because I, I would see that as I was scrolling through Twitter, but I never actually watched the trailer. Honestly, keep it that way. Just go see that movie then at, okay. like, as this because stuff gets a you know, stuff gets, jokes get spoiled in the trailer, and there are so many other good jokes that don't, but the fact that you have stayed completely out of that, you know, realm is incredible to me. And and it's and because it comes from it a, it's because it comes from, <laughs> like, Seth Rogen personally has done, like, a weird, like, breath of things in the last few years that, like, like he's the, me the main producer behind uh, The Boys on Amazon, a show that I have <laughs> softened on but still am not, like, super into. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not mad at it the way I was in the first episode. Um, but it's also a show that, like, I have gone back to sit down and finish watching the third episode, like, three times, and every time my Amazon Fire Stick isn't working, I don't get, like, <laughs> mad that I can't watch the rest of that episode. I'll just you. get to it eventually. Yeah. Um, so, like, but he's also, and he's also, like, the main producer behind Preacher, a show I think is fantastic on AMC. He? Yeah, he's the one that created and produced oh, that show. He's the reason right. that show exists. Right. And, like, and so, like, he's he's done this, like, whole massive weird step where he's gone into this weird producer role, and he still does like different movies here and there, but he's not like, he's not doing the 40 year old version over and over. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. I still have a, every time I see a movie with his name on it, I still, that's where my brain goes. Yeah. And so like, I have to remember that I have to separate myself from that. So like, I remember seeing the poster for good boys and seeing that Seth Rogen was involved. And I was like, oh, I probably don't need to see this movie. I'm sure that people will like it. 
but it just I bet you it's just another R-rated comedy. Yeah, and but I it's moved on. it's actually really good. It it has, you know, it's it's way more it has more of a heartfelt story behind it than you would expect. Which I love to hear. Um, like if that's the case, I will find a way to watch this movie eventually then. Yeah. Like that's that's all I need to know is that there's more going on. There's so, so there is so much more going on. And it's a it's a lot because you're dealing with kids and look at all the things that kids need to deal with just today not even talking about like when we were kids or anything mm-hmm. but the the shit that kids have to go through today you know having phones and having in right. internet ex- access and all of that i sound like an 100 year old but whatever uh like the 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 introduction of like cyber bullying like you can't freaking leave that shit you know right and, and i it's think it's just like, and i think in a situation where like Eighth grade came out a couple of years mm, ago now, and books and Booksmart came out, mm-hmm. and that was fantastic. Yep. So like to then be like, and here's the one about the thirteen year old boys, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm, that's not. We've done we've done a lot of movies about teenage yeah. boys, so I think that was the thing that made me look at that and be like, I don't know if this is really it. But no, it's there's it's actually... always room for there's always room for one of those movies to break out and be like, actually, this is a really good look at like especially now yeah. teenage boys yeah. yep. like versus and how they deal with things <laughs> like like that movie um the art of self-defense with jesse eisenberg which i have not seen I, I but seen that. No, I don't so think. there's only there's only it, there's only been like one or two showings around town so the whole thing but they look they took the approach of what if we did fight club but really hit the point home mm. that you're not supposed to think that these guys are cool yeah and yeah. so, like, it's the and so they they really look at like the idea of toxic masculinity and all this other mm. stuff, stuff that Fight Club was trying to do. But everybody watched that movie. You went, Brad Pitt is awesome, and also Snowflakes. It's like, no, you fucking idiots! That you're those are the bad guys. What are you doing? <laughs> and so, like, Art of Self Defense apparently like takes it to so much of a weird extreme that they just like really hammer it home that these guys are idiots. And so, like. Yeah, I'll go watch that movie at some point. That sounds cool. I don't need to see another Fight Club. I've I don't need to see another Fight movie. Club. But like, Fight Club is good. Fight Club is don't fine. Ru- don't, like you've already, don't ruin nothing. Don't. I know okay. nothing of it. I know nothing, Jon Snow. I don't even know what that means. It's Game of Thrones. My God. Oh, my parents started watching Game of Thrones. Did they? Yes. Of Thrones? Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. So Anyways. the minute, like, literally the second that show was over was the second my parents were like, now it's time to sit well, here and watch this. that's like my parents started watching Orange is the New Black, and and they just realized that it ended. I'm like, that's actually the perfect time to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't it. watched it. Because the last, you like, guys don't need, you don't need to wait. You don't need to wait for more episodes. You can just watch it. What's it's great incredible. Is that, what's great is that today, like a month and a half later, my father goes, we're on season eight. And I went, great. You're where you're going about to be where the rest of us were a month ago. <laughs> just really mad. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, okay, cool. But I mean, the, that's good to know. That is good to know. Yeah. I will give good boys like a, you, a chance. You then. have to like, because it, yeah. it really is. And it's it's this interesting thing, too, where a lot of my stuff with like teenagers and movies and not so much lately it's kind of changed but there was this moment where and it happens in um it happens in the mcu with spider-man and anytime it happens it really kind of annoys me but um so maybe that's also why i'm happy uh with him maybe leaving um but it's it's this thing of we don't trust teenagers to know anything kind of thing um that i guess has been present for a lot like there are there are things that i know about that someone my age maybe 
it doesn't make sense that I would know. Um, and I got that a lot in high school. And it's like movies and music and whatnot. And it's just, that's what my, that's, you know, I was shown these things. So, of course, I'm going to know them. Like a lot in high school, I got, how do you know who Billy Joel is? How do you know who X is? And how do you know that, that, that movie? That and becomes it's a just, big problem where like prominent voices, <clears throat> like a vocal minorities overtake normal like average mm. on a regular basis where like um someone says something like i don't know billy joel and someone on twitter goes look at this you know 20 year old who doesn't know what billy joel is and then yeah. that gets dispersed around twitter and suddenly it's <laughs> yeah. 20 year olds don't know who billy joel is it's like no this one like, 20 year old didn't one know who billy does. joel is so there was there were a lot of jokes that were happening and maybe it's just they there weren't many actually but i just thought there were a lot but there were a lot of jokes of like in in TV shows and in movies, and they're like, "What's a what's email? What's a what's a landline? Like the, all those kind of jokes." And I'm like, "I refuse to believe that." That and, comes up. And there's, oh, and there's we're gonna talk about. Joke. It's on Spotify. It happens on Spotify now too, and it just yeah. like why? And there's a there's a there's a commercial on Spotify where it's like, oh. Thank you for not listening to your your um, albums or your vinyl or your cassette tapes tapes or your a tracks. If you even know what a tracks are, I'm sorry, and but I'm we like, live in a world where hipsters exist. We know exactly what, what those are. Thank hell? you very much. Who is this for? <laughs> like it just uh, it's, it's for this, people it's who are thing? actually like 55 who think that their kids don't know anything. I know, I know, I know. But it's which just is like, a different version of ageism, and I'm being a jackass for saying <laughs> that. But still, it's <laughs> this thing where it's like, yeah, no, but if you actually trust kids and you actually trust teenagers, they'll probably surprise the fuck out of you because first of all the internet exists and memes exist and all of these tools exist now where i find it so unbelievable in these movies where like every single kid is just i don't know what that is oh i don't know what that is and i'm like that's not true that's just not true the amount of kids who who I have had to, you know, deal with is not the term I want to use, but because I'm not <laughs> the amount upset of stupid about rats this, that come across no, 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 my no, no, sphere it's, of existence. It's not even that. It's just interact. <laughs> interact is the word. The amount of kids and teenagers that I interacted with at GameStop, like. Yes, obviously you have the kids who are little douchebags or little, you know, you have the kids who are little jerks or little brats. Obviously, that's never going to stop. That's how the world works. But there was there was a time where I had I babysat this girl and she she was so freaking smart about everything. And there were times where a joke would happen on a TV show we were watching and she would ask me, what does that mean? And I would explain it to her and she would be like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, no, I knew that. I got that. I already, you know, I just didn't know it in this kind of context. Right, I didn't have the name and, for it, but I've seen like, it before or I've cool. understood it. You're yeah. super smart and you're like in, I don't even know, sixth grade, seventh grade at the time. I don't remember what grade she was, but she she was really this just smart kid. And I have been surrounded by smart kids you know, a lot and not in a weird way. Please don't make that weird. Um, 
But like, I have, you work I in a have place friends. where children frequent both yes, at GameStop exactly. and now at your like, current job. And I have I mean... friends. I have friends who have younger siblings who I have watched grown grow up and just be and be these intelligent children. And I'm like that. You know, it's it's not shown in media. And it's it's really sad. And like all of those jokes where where um, uh, Tom Holland's like, anybody ever seen that really old movie with the you know Star Wars? And I'm like, that no kid that's would call thing, Star a, Wars really old. Like, it's also no, a thing that's a good joke once, not for a running gag. For, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And then there's that joke in freaking <clears throat> Far From Home where he where he starts playing ACDC and he says, "Oh, I love Led Zeppelin," and I'm like. That is kind of passable, but at the same time, as, as someone who doesn't know music, <laughs> it was totally passable. To yeah, me. but as someone maybe, who like, okay. frequently confuses bands that are Fair enough. before my time, Fair enough. that is passable. But again, Fair that's enough. a thing that would have been funny if he had made the one joke in Civil War and then made the one joke in Far From Home as a callback. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as like when he goes into Infinity War making that joke literally every yes. five minutes. Oh, have you ever seen that really old movie Alien? Like, aliens? Like, no! It's just the mo- like you wouldn't those movies would not be considered really old right now. I'm sorry. And even if they and even if they were, people wouldn't refer to them as really old. No. They'd say this cool movie I this saw cool movie because it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Like really old movies to me, when I think of a really old movie, I'm still thinking of the Lumiere brothers, all right? Like I'm still thinking freaking Charlie Chaplin, all right? And I don't even consider those really old because they're staples of their time and they're brilliant. And I'm ranting. Um, but yeah, no, Good Boys really does, you know, there are those things where kids obviously aren't going to know what it is because they have not hit that point in life yet. But there are other things where it's like, okay, good. I'm happy that you understand how this works, kind of. Like, I'm, I'm happy that you're, you're intelligent kids. Like, you're very clearly smart. You just dumb about adult things right i mean there's there's like a whole idea that like kids only have as much context as the adults in their life give them yeah and so like making fun of a make making a joke of or making fun of kids for not knowing a thing really reflects more on the fact that people didn't teach them a thing than it has anything to do with the intelligence of those kids it's really not fair for the kid and it is coming from a person who like would get comments about like you shouldn't know what that is how do you know it? Like, and it was, some of them were really happy that I knew, but there were other times where it was like, kind of like a disgusted, you know, remark. And I'm like, why would that be bad? <laughs> like, I also know stuff that I should know about. You know, it's just weird. It's this weird thing that I have issues with in just media. Just remember, <laughs> just remember, every adult that wants to laugh at kids for not knowing an old movie also calls their kids to get their you know, internet running internet and they run. yeah, don't exactly. know how to plug in it's a land a, it's a, a land cable. Sword. It's totally so, a double edged sword. And it just uh, <laughs> Good Boys does a really good job of it. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. So that was good. Bernadette was good. Bernadette. Dora was good. Scary movies was pretty okay. Blinded by the light, fantastic. There we go. Yes. I fantastic. heard it was much better. Like Devin was very good at like breaking down why mm-hmm. it was much better than yesterday at like loving its source material, which oh, I got just yes. from the trailers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still one day I'll sit down and I'll rewrite yesterday like such a better movie. Anyway, 
That's no. a movie that should have been. He wakes up and it's the fucking post-apocalypse because the Beatles didn't make their music, and he runs around the fucking post-apocalyptic world getting the Beatles back together so that they start so they can save the world with their music. Oh like God. that's the that's the movie you write when yeah. you talk no, about people getting the Beatles. It's Ugh. just it's crazy. It it's so it was so good and like it hit a lot of a lot of like just truths in the world, <laughs> man. Like it it was. It really hit some stuff. Springsteen is such an interesting, like, um, musician to hit because he, in, like, a very, a very, very small sliders universe, like a very quick slide from right to left, all of a sudden Bruce Springsteen is, like, saying some really heinous shit about immigrants. <laughs> and he's never been that person. He's always been this guy who's, like, as much as he is like, I love the working man and the guy who works in a factory and the mechanic who works on my truck and all that shit. But he's also like, but also decent human people are good and you should be good to other people. And I think it's just like really interesting that like he he hits that mark on such a weird level that I think that works in a story like that. Um, because this is a movie that takes place in like the 80s, right? Where it's like uh, the during like the Reagan yes. and Thatcher years and all of that which was just like a year like a, a time when like yeah so it's just really like really interesting to be like to, to use Springsteen of all people for that because I think Springsteen is a very interesting mark as far as like audiences go <laughs> yeah yeah no I um I was really surprised not so su and surprise might be a wrong word but it, it really was like I was surprised at how freaking good it was it looked amazing but, you know, yesterday got me nervous. Rocket Man kind of was restored any feeling I had towards music music movies. So I was I was very, you know, I was excited to go into Blind. So when you look at those and go, oh, shit, this is a 50-50 split. This yeah. could literally go either way. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm ready for this. I am ready for this movie. And then the second it started, I was like, I'm in. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm down. Let's do this. And it just, it was such a joy. And same thing with Bernadette. Same thing with Where'd You Go, Bernadette. It, like, minute one, second one, I was sold. Um, I, and I, it's, it was, it's just these really nice moments in movies now where I'm like, once you grab me that quickly, you're, you've done something right. And it makes me very, very happy. And, and the same thing, you know, Blinded by the Light hit a lot of, like, you know, it, it was very... Even though it was a period piece, it very still hit on those modern ideas today. Like, of, <clears throat> you know, I need to do what I need to do. You know, I I need to be my own part. Like, that kind of stuff that everybody goes through. And same thing with Where'd You, Where'd you Go, Bernadette. And I'm not, I don't want to give too much away because the stuff that is hidden fr from the trailers and Where'd You Go, Bernadette is just incredible and, and very magical. Um... <laughs> But it, it very much is another one of those movies where it's like, you know, everybody kind of goes through something like this in their own way. And it's how you come out of it. And it, it's just, it it was really good. And I'm really happy. And Richard Linklater is fantastic. But yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that was a Linklater film. Oh, yeah. I love Richard Linklater. So here's do the thing. I. He does some, he, uh, I. Sometimes he does so some good. weird shit. But here's the one that, did you ever watch Bernie from Richard Linklater? Oh, yes. Oh God, that's such Bernie. a good that's such a good weird concept for a Bernie. movie. But that was one of the movies that made me go Matthew McConaughey, 
deserves more credit than he gets and jack black deserves yes. more credit than he gets 100%. like i watched that movie 100 oh shit i forgot that if these guys work like in a context where people actually are like hey we want you to act and be good at yeah. acting yeah. they'll do did that you, did you know that <laughs> uh link later was like i don't know if he still is but um bernie the real bernie lived with him he allowed he was like yeah, oh, no you can well right you can got, come live with me because he got like a retry trial yeah He's yeah. like, through your trial, you can come. You're you're living with me. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out. And I was like, damn. Uh, <laughs> like, everyone, I know what we just said sounds like a lot of nonsense. Go find Bernie. Go it's find such Bernie a and watch movie. it. You should see that movie. It's incredible. It's very 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 good. Yes. Uh, but yeah, this movies. I have more to talk about on video games and TV. Okay. But I Let's feel see. like. <laughs> Hmm. I'm trying to think of where I want to go with this. So I let me do this real quick. Quick. Um, let's take a quick, brief break while Zach brings us to his podcast corner. Oh, my God. There we go. Uh, and we talk about the podcast Zach has been listening to because he kind of got really deep into his own bullshit the last couple of weeks. Uh, for no reason whatsoever, I started thinking about Twin Peaks again. Mm. I, I just did. Well, I know I've exactly noticed. So I know I know exactly what it is. Is that the um, they're they're finally getting ready to release the like full three seasons together. Mm. Um, so not just like the original series and then the return. You can get the whole thing, which mm -hmm. I definitely want to get. Uh, and then I'm still gonna get the movie, and I still haven't watched the two hours of deleted scenes from the two hour movie that make up all of Firewalk with me. God, the whole franchise. I cannot talk about the more about the fact that like Twin Peaks blows my mind as a thing that exists in this world so i had listened to a whole podcast through like when i watched uh rewatched the original series and then watched the, the the new the new season and that was the damn fine podcast very good podcast everybody who's interested in twin peaks should find that also you should find twin peaks unwrapped and sparkwood in 21 because i started listening to two other twin peaks podcasts recently <laughs> And I'm listening to two different sets of hosts rewatch the series. Oh my god! So I could hear more about what people think about Twin Peaks. I feel like there aren't podcasts for like the shows I I want podcasts to be. Dale, for. I can almost guarantee you you're wrong. Here's the thing: <laughs> <laughs> they might not be as professionally produced. They're not may not be as many. The thing with Twin Peaks is that like, especially when the return was announced. Like a bunch of people went, fuck, we got to rewatch the show. We got to talk about it. We got to yeah. get ready for the new series and we're going to watch the series, the new season together and all this stuff. So like just the idea, like Twin Peaks as an entity in so, for something that came out in 1990. So it was right before X-Files comes out. It was filmed in 1989, comes out in 1990. And so it is really like at the forefront of the only thing that exists on the internet are forums and sometimes these forums can exist just for a TV show. Yeah. Like literally the first ones were like Twin Peaks and X-Files. So like, so the idea that like 27 years later, there was going to be a new season of this show and people got oh, to yeah. like had the internet as it exists in 2016 to sit down and talk about it meant that like people were like, we got to, do a podcast yeah. because that's what you do with the things you love now. Well, it makes sense. Like there's, there are those podcasts that keep that going. And because, because yeah, simply because we couldn't before right. and now we can. 
Right. So like, it's like I want to I want to sit down and I want to watch I want to watch every episode of Saturday Night Live from yeah. 1975 yep. to now yep. where we're going to do a minute by minute breakdown. It's like, OK, cool. Let's do it. You'll find a fucking audience because there's someone out there oh, that'll I'm do sure. it. But it's just, the, yeah, I've I've always, I've wanted to watch Twin Peaks, but I don't I, know. I, like it's so hard to tell if someone's going to like it. it. It's so hard to tell if someone's going to like it. First season is only is is eight episodes. It is the pilot and then seven actual episodes. Mm. And in just that, it goes buck wild. Because <laughs> you start with the fact that, like, when the show was created, they just did the pilot. And ABC was like, mm, we're not really sure if this is going to go to series. What we want you to do is create uh, another – just film 15 extra minutes that are the conclusion of the mystery you've started. And we're gonna sell that in Europe so that like, just in case we decide not to put this to series, we still make some money by selling it to the United Kingdom and a bunch of other people Jeez. as just like a made for TV movie. So that, so that goes out and that goes out four months before the show even premieres. <laughs> so like people in the UK got to see the Twin Peaks pilot and a just like cobbled together conclusion to that mystery. <laughs> months before the show ever even shows up on american television jeez that's great yeah that's insane and then and then you get like they premiere the pilot as like a, a sunday night movie on abc and then like that thursday they start the series so you've got the pilot and then episode one and then it's like well we want to put that series on vhs and sell it oh but we don't have the rights to the pilot anymore because we had to wrap those rights up in this UK in this European <laughs> pilot out here. So you can buy the seven cassette giant ass box set where there's only one episode on every VHS, oh but it doesn't include the pilot that sets up the mystery. So you just go into episode one where everyone knows each other already and you no one even know who the dead girl is anymore. <laughs> Yeah, because the, the biggest thing about Twin Peaks, the biggest things about Twin Peaks that I know, and I think we've had this conversation before, when I'm sure we have, when because it again, came back. Because again, at the beginning of <clears throat> our show, here is the season of sequel again. <laughs> uh. Oh, was there not more? I thought no, you... <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish your sentence. What do you know about Twin Peaks? <laughs> I thought you had more to go off of. I don't. No. Okay, so the only things I really know about Twin Peaks is that it starts out with a dead girl, be and and I knew that because I had friends in college who, you know, loved the show, and they were talking about that. But also, I saw the pop figure, and I was like, damn, that's a cool pop figure. Wish I knew what the context was. Is there a pop oh, figure wrapped dead? in plastic? Are you kidding me? No, so oh. it's actually, I'll send it to you. It's actually really, really cool. I like, imagine it's probably from when she's in the Red Room. Anyway, you anyways, don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I will send you a picture of it. Um, but so I was like, cool. Okay. Interesting. And I know there's a log woman. Yes, there is a log lady. There's She's a, fantastic. There's a, there's a guy named Dale or his last name is Dale. Oh uh, no. His first name's Dale. It's his Dale Cooper. Name, yep. Okay. DB, I, DB Cooper. So I know, I know yep. that there's a guy who's Dale. His name is Dale. Oh, you know, it's Kyle. Added, Here's the thing. It's added you know to Kyle my list of Dales in media. Here's the uh, thing. You know Kyle MacLachlan because every time Kyle MacLachlan does anything, they ask him to just be Dale Cooper, which is precisely the thing he didn't want out of his career. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. And then I know, I know that scene that you showed me where the guy hits himself oh, with yes. the piece of wood <laughs> yeah, and is just wobbling. <laughs> yes. So those are the things of Twin Peaks that I know. 
oh, and man. that it's just batshit crazy. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because like it starts off as just like a murder mystery soap opera, and then like in episode two or three, depending on if you count the pilot or not, depending on who's counting what. <sighs> there's also a whole thing where like when it went in Germany, all of a sudden they had titles for the episodes, which never existed before. So oh, now God. when it's on like Hulu, you can see it with titles that didn't exist in the U S it's a whole thing. It's so interesting. But like it starts all of a sudden at the end of episode two slash three, there's like five minutes of just like, Oh, also by the way, demons exist. Boom. <laughs> Here we go. Let's continue. The spirit world Brilliant. is real. Brilliant. <laughs> people talk, people talk backwards and, they talk funny because they're just like they're talking backwards and then it's reversed so that you hear it forwards. And also there's jazz music and let's just go. Let's we're on this hey, trade now, everybody. Jazz music is incredible. I'm I'm down. So like so like it's interesting to listen to multiple versions of rewatch podcasts for this particular show because people are like everybody has a different idea of what the fuck's going on. And so it's just really interesting to hear all of those people come together and try and figure out what the fuck anything means. And then also hearing like all of the shit going on in the background of like, here's the stuff that was in the script that didn't go on. And like, here's the point where David Lynch was like, oh, I'm going to go make a movie now. So I guess you guys should make this show. And he walks away. And then the show all of a sudden goes off the fucking rails because David Lynch <laughs> disappeared. A woman gets hit in the head. And all of a sudden she's super strong and thinks that she's a cheerleader, but she's like 56, but she thinks she's 18. That's like a whole thing. <laughs> And it's like a whole thing. <laughs> it's like a whole thing, and it's like one of the worst type like storylines in that show. Oh my god! Another guy that like rides off on a motorcycle and gets trapped basically in a different soap opera by accident. They don't say that's what happens, but that's my theory at this point. What? He's walked under into wander under the set of a different show, as far what? as I'm concerned. Oh that's man! Incredible. There's Ted Raimi gets trapped in a giant chess piece at some point. That's incredible. Ted Raimi what? just shows up. Inside a giant chess piece. So, like, and that's like All right, but in here's the last the thing. half of the second season. But here's the thing about that sentence that you just said. My brain <laughs> probably goes to a totally different level that the thing. trapped inside a chess piece means for Twin Peaks. Here's the thing. Might not, because I'm talking about him literally being a dude trapped inside of a giant paper mache chess piece and then dies because he can't get out of it. Oh, you so. know, not what I had at all. <laughs> I had, I had two levels different from that. So, like, so, this was built. This this chess piece was built out of paper mache for, like, giant, decoration. Giant. Not even decoration. I mean, he was literally, like, drugged, and then someone built this thing around yep. him. Nope. Put not in. even there. Okay. You want to know what I thought, Zach? <laughs> Did you think his, like, spirit got trapped inside a chess piece? Nope. Oh. That I also thought, far off for Twin Peaks. <laughs> I thought the two things I thought when you said trapped inside a chess piece were, <laughs> first of all, he got fused with a chess piece. So, like, it's like the rook, all right? He's like the rook, not the rook. Is the rook the one? With the rook the... is the castle. Yeah, okay, good. So it's the rook. Look at me knowing shit about chess. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't believe that this is what went to my head. But I pictured, like, his little head, his his head, on the top of the rook, and then arms, and then legs. Okay. So, like, his torso was the was chest the, piece. Was the chest piece? So I was like, I mean, that's cool. 
I'm down wish, with that. I wish that didn't fit into Twin Peaks, but also. And then, and then the second one, which is more crazy, uh, but you know, somehow still in the same realm. Um, I thought that there was a little world inside of the chess piece, and he got shrunk down, and then he was walking through like some weird labyrinth shit. You know, like what you know that optical <laughs> illusion that is the chessboard, and <laughs> part of the chessboard is upside down, and then part of the chessboard is right side up, and somehow it looks like it's one big full thing. You have, do you know what I'm talking about? You have no idea what I'm talking about. Kind. Of because isn't there like an orb reflection that makes if, it look like one long if you, board? If you Google right now chess optical illusion, this is what I pictured was happening inside of the chess piece. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> you're not you're not wrong for thinking that because David Lynch is weird. So <laughs> So you're not totally crazy. But then here's the thing. The show ends. Then, like a year or two later, the um, the 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 movie comes out, which is called Fire Walk with Me. Which is like, what if David Lynch got to just do like a really depressing two and a half hour movie about all of the lead up to to Twin Peaks? <laughs> and so, like, that's wild. And then, twenty seven years later, they're like, what if we also gave him money to make an eighteen hour fucking movie that he cuts up into eighteen parts? And we make that a series return. And there's just like, and in the middle of it, he just like decides that one of those hours is just a David Lynch short film where Nine Inch Nails opens. And then there's a nuclear explosion. And there's a bunch of weird shit where people are standing in rooms. And then there's like a bug. And then there's like people in New Mexico in the 50s. And then there's like, there's like weird charred people walking around asking if anybody's got a light oh and then God. there's a radio station i'm not making this up this is literally part eight of season of twin peaks the return incredible. it is the most probably the most famous episode of the season now because it just is fucking wild that's great and like all i'm waiting for at this point while i'm listening to these new podcasts is when do we get to that episode because <laughs> i want to hear these people tell freak me what out. the hell happened freak out yes that's great this is one of the only shows where, like, I don't usually do extended universe stuff like Star Wars. Never read any of the, like, comics or books or anything. And that all got wiped out by Disney anyway. And, like, Star Trek, I've never read any of the comics or books or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But Twin Peaks, like, especially when I was on, like, my road trips and stuff back out west, I got the two, like, audiobooks of stuff that came out that tried to explain more of what the hell was going on. <laughs> And I know there's other audiobooks that exist that I've never heard. That's great. I because, just like, make I up just my own need shit. to know. I, d- I try to make up my own shit too, but my brain can't comprehend some of this stuff sometimes. <laughs> All right, fair enough. There's fair a man enough. that used to be an arm, Dale. He was an arm, and then he became a man. Did... <laughs> and you don't find that out wait. until the movie. Wait, but, 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 but wait, wait. Did. Was. Was he an arm, and then, like, the rest of the body grew off of the arm? It was like, it was like, like, they're a big arm walking around that had a little tiny head? No, what it is, is that there's a a little man, little person, who's in, like, a weird dream sequence in the series, and then when the movie comes out, 
he talked there's a character throughout the series who you find out cut off his arm for a specific weird supernatural reason and then in the movie this little man just says oh yeah i'm the arm and there's no real explanation for what that means that's incredible he just says i'm the arm that's incredible that's so cool to me and like but you have to get through 30 episodes of the weirdest show i've ever watched to even get to the movie and then there's the 18 parts to season three that just go way off the fucking rails on other stuff i don't know i think i'd enjoy i like weird shit like that though like hilda i mean it's probably (laughs) it's probably not hilda Hilda is probably not up to par, but there's some weird shit in Hilda. (laughs) And here's the thing. Whoever created Hilda, whoever created Adventure Time, the people who created Over the Garden Wall and Steven Universe and all this stuff, all probably saw Twin Peaks at some point. Oh, yeah. Because, like, David Lynch has this weird thing, has this, like, weird hold on pop culture as, like, the one weird avant-garde artist everybody has watched and like taken things from where someone goes oh if i want to do like a metaphor for a thing or if i want to get weird and supernatural just out of the blue i can do that because david lynch did that shit already and people love that shit (laughs) it's great oh man oh so yeah there's (laughs) there's my podcast corner that became 20 minutes of weirdness yeah but you know it works it works it got me to bring up hilda always good which is always good yeah because i started i started jumping back into that because i only have like three episodes left and oh my god that movie that movie that show is just so magical it really is it's so good i don't know how far you got into it oh i don't remember which probably means it was only like one or two (laughs) it's so it goes some batshit crazy ways um but yeah Well, let's stick on TV. What other TV have you been okay, watching? Okay, so, uh, the, you know, biggest things, for, as far as, like, cable TV and whatnot, I guess cable, t- I don't even know anymore. Uh, as far as, you know, DVR, cable TV, uh, Godfriend of Me, The Code, Blood and Treasure, those things. You know, they're good. They're fun. They're fun shows. Godfriend of Me is pretty good. Um, very, <laughs> I still haven't very sat down and watched it, but it's, I feel like I would. I feel like that's a show that, slow. like. That's a show that I also feel like I will fall mm-hmm. deep into just because I want to, like, anytime someone's oh, yeah. like, here's my concept of God. I'm like, yeah. well, that's my shit. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me well, about the it. Thing, the crazy thing is that it keeps making me, it, there was an episode that, like, all I could think of the next day was Miracle Workers. And I was just like, oh, Miracle Workers is such a good, was such that's a good show. That's the one with show. Daniel Radcliffe and, yeah, and Steve Buscemi. Buscemi? Okay. Oh, my God. Miracle Workers was such a good show. And it made, I was like. I'm like, that's weird that there have been two God-related, like, center plot-related shows in the past couple of months. Um, I mean, if you want to talk more about Twin Peaks, we can get into God. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Stepping away from that. No, but God Friend Me is actually really interesting. Um, but, like, the biggest thing that I have gotten into is um, No Good Nick on netflix yeah so i tried the first episode of okay. that i can't before, remember if the first or second episode but i might have done the first two into this before we go into this i do want to say that if you don't know anything about no good nick watch the first episode don't read a description and don't don't watch a trailer for it because I read the description. I was interested in, in already because I love Sean Astin 
and um, Melissa Joan Hart. Another reason you right? need to get to season two of Stranger Things. <laughs> I need to get through the first episode. I've never even watched the first episode yet, <laughs> Zach. Like, um, but I love Sean Astin, so I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. Like, I, I, I don't know when, but I'm going to watch it. And I was looking for a new show to watch on my break, and lo and behold, no good Nick. But I read You'd the description. You'd exhausted all of Mr. Iglesias. I, I, but there's a season two coming out. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. Um, anyways, so I was like, yeah, okay, no good, Nick. Let's do it. And I read the description, and I was upset that I read the description because even though um, the like it's immediately it's told, relatively obvious like what's going on at the beginning of that so show. It's so obvious, and it's told within like the first three minutes of the episode. I still would have been like, oh, that would have been cool to just like be surprised by, but whatever. Um, so you it's shouldn't about... have watched TV in the '80s where everything had a gimmick, <laughs> and you would have known that going into oh, everything. Oh yeah, obviously. Um, but so I go into it and I read it, and I'm like, well, now I'm definitely on board. So it's about a young girl who is a con artist and she like brings herself into this family to con them out of money and out of all of this stuff. And it is such a weirdly balanced show. Um, but I am so freaking hooked. I'm so hooked on it. And yeah, no, so, I mean, I definitely liked the first couple of episodes. I just never went back to it. And it's one of those things where I think it would grow on me. Definitely. Yeah. No, it, and it, it is. It really is. I think it's kind of it's kind of my perfect break show because like, all right, if I don't like the episode, I'm on I'm on break, whatever. That's fine. I get I get to go back to work and I can forget about it. Right. But, you know, if it's a good episode, at least I spent my break watching some good media. Right. Um, but it, it is this kind of weirdly balanced show where it's like, sometimes the acting is not there. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it is just like, we just delivered that line and moved on. Um, I was but, tired but, today. Okay. Yeah, I was tired. But, <laughs> Let's move on to the next scene. But then there are those, there are other moments where it's like, holy, you can act like these, these, you can act. Right. If someone comes act. in and asks them These to act, they will act. act. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's it totally transports me. Um, but it's also like I don't now I know how I should feel. Um, but it has it took me five episodes. <laughs> but there's a lot going on with the family. And again, I don't want to give too much away because things are really cool to find out and to find out before the show tells you. Um, by yourself, like there are things that I have found out because I'm I've seen shows and I've seen movies, so I'm like, oh, this is obviously gonna happen. Oh shit, I'm really ha- unhappy and I'm really disappointed that what I just thought is happening. But um, there are those there are those moments where I'm like, I don't know how I should feel about this because on one hand, Nick is a con artist and she is kind of devious and evil. But on the other hand, I love her, and she's devious and evil, and she's the best character <laughs> on Netflix. Which is no. like, which is it's funny just... to think that like, and this is gonna be. A, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. So like, we there's a lot of shows where like, 
40 to 50 year old male walks in the room and is clearly conning people in kind of a jerk, but is the protagonist of the show where we're just supposed to be like, oh, look at them. He's kind of lovable, but he's also conning people. Yeah. But like the idea that like it's a, you know, 13 year old girl or however old she's supposed to be. Well, Maybe twelve, I whatever. Th- they're no, in high they're school, in high right? School. So, so I think thirteen like or fourteen-year-old girl. Fifteen. Yeah, I would want. But, I would but, say. But like, like you watch it, and you're like, man, I really wish she wasn't doing this because, like, I want her to actually just like these people. <laughs> but like, I also like the idea that, like, oh no, it's a flawed character. You're just supposed to like kind of grow with. Mm. The whole reason is that the, this character is what she is at the beginning but of the, the thing, show, but the... is so you can kind <laughs> of struggle with her yeah. to grow and accept the situation that she said <laughs> but the thing is is that there are those moments where like she clearly is starting to like the family mm. and it's like ooh, ooh, that's tough because like clearly you are coming from some tough backgrounds and like you're dealing with some stuff nick but you also need to do what you're there to do and let me tell you i love con con um stories i love confidence confidence they, men they'll love quotes. some matchstick men i love con artists in in media <laughs> i don't i don't know how i would feel if like a con artist came up to me but, but i would probably end up becoming depends. a con artist but depends does he look like tom holland i mean <laughs> If yeah, that was another conversation for another time. But um, no, I just I love con artist storylines, and I've I've always loved them, and I think it's um because con artists very much are like just fun characters, and they're not always super super evil. Like they're there's always there's always like a reason for the con. They're and, what we would call in D and D either lawful evil. Oh my god! Don't even. Or chaotic neutral. I'm so mad at you. Which is that? I'm so mad. They're not at necessarily you. walking into a situation because they're bad. They just they got a goal, and sometimes and they don't care about who they injure oh, to yeah. do that. Yeah, no, I know all about that <laughs> stuff. No, 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 no. It's fine. I've seen the memes. I've seen the memes. I have a coworker who plays D and D. I've seen the memes, and they're hilarious. I, the sad thing is, I don't even know what Marty is. Marty is chaotic something. <laughs> I don't know what. Man, it's just um, chaotic. She doesn't even know what she is today. <laughs> so. But the thing is, is yeah, yeah, like I, you know, I saw. I'm trying to think of like the first con artist thing that I watched, but it really is. It's the same reason why I love heist movies or heist TV shows. Like that is something. It's it's that line. All right, this is this is ridiculous. What ridiculous? What I am about to say, but you know that line in in Ocean's Eight. You saw, yeah, you saw Ocean's Eight. We talked about it. Oh yes. You know that line in Ocean's Eight where um, Sandra Bullock is like, uh, she goes, "We're not doing this for you. We're not doing this for me. We're doing this for that little girl who goes to bed every night dreaming of becoming a criminal." Yes. And <laughs> you mean it, the best line in any Oceans movie? Yes. yes, of course I remember that. And it it really is one of the and like it, it is one of those things where it's I in like <clears throat> in the perfect fantasy world in my head, 
I would love to be involved in like a fun heist like that. But I, like a, but I've like always a, wanted, there's always a part of me that has always been into heist and con artists and spy things. And it really is like, I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a spy. I just didn't know what that actually meant. And, and you like, always like, and you always in your head are like, you know, for the right reasons though. Like I want to be the spy or the, the heist person that yeah. goes against the person who's also pretty shitty and less like, less of a good person right than me so i'm gonna go in and rob them because yeah. they deserve it damn but it <laughs> and i and um like one of the earliest movies i can remember is literally catch that kid where oh, god catch that kid oh how? god that movie how incredible is that movie <laughs> <laughs> i mean first off that title how yeah. do you get past that title without being like this is gonna be fantastic right <laughs> version of catch that kid that I, I still have it it was in like it wasn't in a dvd case it wasn't in like a proper case it was in this weird folded cardboard oh yeah that like, was a thing sleeve. they tried sleeve yeah, that was a thing and... that people... Oh, there was the cheap sleeve, which you might be talking about, which is just, like, the disc slid into, like, a yes. vinyl case, basically. Yeah, that's basically yeah. what it was. That, which was, like, we're selling this for $3, so we didn't spend any money on I the actual plastic I, packaging. I have no uh, <laughs> idea where it came from. It, I, I don't know where it came from. Um, and But I watched that movie so many times as, as a kid and being like, I want to do that. That is what I want to do. I want to be able to drive super fast go-karts. Go I want to be able to freaking go inside a vault like that. Like, Catch That Kid was really... And then I also had, like, Kim Possible, which was a, was was also very much a spy show. Like, well, I mean, she, she saved the world. She was basically a spy, though. She had spy gadgets. Like, it really was, oh, this is great. And then I saw heist movies. It was the good Kim Possible saw, movie. Yeah. <laughs> but and then I saw oh, oh I can't we can't go back, but that's something that I could compare is the Kim Possible and the Dora movie. Um But yeah, it really was like and so No Good Nick is just this perfect show for me now. <laughs> I mean it's like a, it's also like a perfect like ABC family sitcom or like an old Nickelodeon oh, or even old very... like Disney Channel sitcom that I'm... was like here's yeah. your convoluted yeah. setup yeah that's just like it's very Nickelodeon to me and and but not in a bad way like I, some someone could hear that and think I mean it as an insult no I mean it in all no. of the good ways that, that yeah no you mean. could slot this in like, with like Drake and Josh yes. and all that yeah. and Keaton and Kel and all of that stuff it oh yeah really, it really is like it feels very and and that's kind of where the acting come in comes in because it is very this like campy over the top acting, but there are those moments where it's like oh we need to be serious right now and we need to show that we have acting chops and yeah no I recommend it. It's, we saved our it's so much personal fun. acting budget on these dramatic scenes. <clears throat> yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> so I finished all of the CW shows. Um, at the moment where I'm just waiting for them all to come back. Yeah. That's been my TV recently. And I don't know how this works with the Crisis on Infinite Earths thing coming up this year. I'm confused, Dale. I'm confused. I don't know if I can help you. I'm confused. Do you remember? I don't remember if they did this at the end of Supergirl because that is the only one that you've watched all the way through. Mm -hmm. Do you remember if at the end of... 
Have you not finished Supergirl season four? Oh, I finished Supergirl season four. That's what I mean. Oh, what... oh okay. I Sorry. thought you meant That's the I mean. series as a whole. No, no, no. Just the yeah. latest season. Oh, no. I finished that series. The oh, thing my is, God. Because the, the thing is that Legends, yeah. uh, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Arrow, and Flash all had references to the Crisis on Infinite Earths thing coming up. Yep. And I don't remember Supergirl. <laughs> uh, I think it did. Did it? Did the monitor it's... show up? Big black guy with yeah. like three dreadlocks show up? Okay, I yeah, did. I... He he showed up in an early ep- an earlier episode of Supergirl well, he too. Like, well, he would have shown up earlier because he's also the one that shows up for the Elseworlds like crossover for the season. Yeah, that's the one. But, like, that's how that's I the... know him. Okay, because there's like because that is all a precursor to Crisis on Infinite Earths, which will be the crossover this year. And yeah. so like at the in the like season finale of all the other shows, he like showed up again. Yeah. Yep, but, no, he definitely shows up okay. in Supergirl. I don't because know. Because I, be, I remember watching it with my dad and being like, oh, my God, Dad, that's the guy who, like, was messing with time with Flash yeah. and Arrow. Okay. And he was okay. like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Monitor is the character that is, which I think a bunch of people who actually know comic, like DC no, Comics will specifically forever, will know who that is. He will forever but, be the guy who was messing with time. And, right. <laughs> I mean, that's what the Monitor does, I yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. So, so um here's like very specifically i don't know what arrow does this season <laughs> because arrow is going into its last year i was just gonna season say, eight isn't it ending? Yeah. final season 10 episodes from what i know and it premieres in october with everything else and usually the crisis crossover which i think they confirmed the dates for this is like december during the like that's their mid-season stuff yeah is the crossover event I don't know how Arrow goes from the season finale it just had to do anything with 10 episodes of whatever before the Crisis on Infinite Earths thing because they specifically tied the end of Arrow this season to Crisis. I'm co-confused, Dale. <laughs> what maybe, do I do? I maybe, can't wait for October for this. Maybe Arrow will just be the, you know, the, the headstone. Maybe that everything will just branch off of that. I mean, maybe like, uh, like I don't that would know make how to sense. Here's the problem: a person who's extremely important to being an arrow is about. It's literally at the end of this season. Leaves with the monitor to not theoretically not show up until December. <laughs> <clears throat> but that doesn't make sense if there's ten episodes of Arrow before that, and then the show ends. <laughs> I guess I'm more confused about what the actual like layout of Arrow looks like this year with only ten episodes. I think that's what's really yeah, that's confusing. Because <laughs> usually they're twenty two or yeah. thirteen or whatever. Like yeah. they're pretty basic like network things and Arrow is like, No, we're gonna do ten this year. It's like Arrow, but that doesn't make Arrow ugh. clearly has a story that they're just gonna tell nice short Arrow, and sweet. Arrow had a story that they were gonna tell three seasons ago and then got extra seasons just like smallville let's not pretend but (laughs) yes they finally figured out what they would do with their last season so they could get rid of it but like i think this is the thing that like really like i love what they're doing i love the idea of a major crossover event like that and especially crisis on infinite earth because they've got the whole multiverse thing going on so like i like that idea it just like it blows my mind with the end of like if arrow had ended now if Arrow ended this season, I would have gone, okay, kind of a bummer letdown ending, but also a fitting ending to Arrow, because that was kind of a bummer letdown show when all is said and done. Yeah. I'd say I couldn't their, get through the first episode. Kind of their deal. Yeah. 
Um, so, like, you get to the end of the season, and then it's like, okay, cool. And then we see nothing from Arrow until Cry- Crisis on Infinite Earths, and then that's, like, the grand send-off of Arrow, the thing that started what they're calling the Berlantiverse, the dumbest name ever. I know it's a guy's name, but it's still the dumbest name ever. Greg Berlanti is, like, the, the main producer on all of the DC shows. Mm. And so, like, it used to be called the Arrowverse, but Arrow is ending, and they've got Batwoman coming in, and then they've still got three other shows, so they can't call it the Arrowverse <laughs> the anymore. Arrowverse. I mean, that makes sense. No, I am, like, based, uh, I don't know much. I really only know, um, I really only know what I got from the Elseworld uh, Supergirl episode. <laughs> And... Did you not even watch all three of them? No. How do you only watch the what is essentially the third part because, to a three-part miniseries? Zach, I will tell you why. I <laughs> enter bullshit excuse here. No, <laughs> um, I think so. What would, what had happened was that I don't think I realized that they were all on Netflix at the time, and my dad and I were trying to find them so that we could watch the other two. And um, just gave up, just just moved on, moved <laughs> past it. I was like, I got enough of it. I kind of oh. understand what's going on. I really want to know what's going on with the world killers, go- though. So can we get back to that? God. Like, Zach, I was so confused when that Elseworld episode started. Yeah, I wonder why, Dale. Because I was like, what? <laughs> 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 oh, you don't think it was because it was a third part of something? Yeah, no, Zach, I didn't know. I didn't know. It literally is called Elseworlds Part 3. Yeah, so imagine my confusion when that starts and I was getting ready to watch stuff about world killers. All right, that was that season, right? Yeah, yeah that was season three, right? No, uh, mm. no it was it definitely. Oh, season four. It was definitely with world killers. Elseworlds was this thinking, past season. No, was it? World killers was, um, hmm. Last season. Crisis on Earth X, which was the Nazis. What? See, I don't know any of that stuff. I just know what Supergirl had. I didn't even know this crisis of whatever was a thing. (laughs) Now (laughs) look it up, because, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I thought, I thought it was Uh, with world, uh, it was, I thought it was with the three world killers. I thought it was with Rain. Because I remember starting the episode, maybe it was with Lex. Maybe it was with the whole Lex storyline. But I remember we I remember we started the episode and it starts and I'm like, Dad, we missed an episode and he was like, No, it's the next one. It's the next one. Like it's there's no other episode. We've watched this one, now it's this one. I'm like, Okay, I guess I guess we'll watch it. And then like on a commercial I looked it up and I was like, Oh, it's actually part of a crossover. <laughs> And he and I yeah. just continued to watch it. It's a good episode. Because the World Killers is the Legion of Superheroes. I'm on here now. <laughs> um, world Killers. No, you know what it is? Three. Is that the World Killer season? I don't think Supergirl crossed over. It was Legends of Tomorrow, and oh no, it was Crisis on Earth X. Yes, Crisis on Earth X Part One is se- episode eight of season three, which is right in between Rain. And wake up, which is the other, which is when uh, uh, the world killer, when she creates her own fortress of solitude. That's season three, season four. Okay, yeah. So that's not when season the four, El- which is Elseworld with, which think? is with citizen. No, which is with um, uh, it's what's with his Superman. name? Superman. It's with bad, bad Superman. 
shows with up. Citizen, um, Citizen Kane is what I want to call him, but that's not right. Um, Citizen K? Elseworlds Hour 3 yeah. happens after Bunker Hill, which is after Nia shares a prophetic dream. Kara and Brainy encourage her to embrace her destiny. Eventual Manchester Black pays Ben what? Lockwood. Ben Lockwood. Yeah, Ben Lockwood. What? Doesn't what? Yes. Elseworlds Hour 3 happens in the Ben Lockwood season. Oh, which is wait. Season. Oh, no. Okay. Now that you say that, I do remember being like, oh, it must be a, must be a dude that Ben Lockwood needs to deal with. God. Or something like that. I remember being like, wait, but where's Agent Manchester? Liberty? That's his name. Agent Jesus Liberty, yeah. Christ, I can't remember. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah. God. I totally thought that was during the rain stuff. No, that was Crisis on Earth X. That's with the space Nazis. Um, sh- what? That's with the Nazis. <laughs> okay, I don't know what any of that Earth means. X is the Earth Earth X is the one uh there's fifty two planets in the multiverse. I feel but... like Supergirl exists in its own little world and then this well, stuff I mean, kinda it just does. introduces I mean, that's the... itself every now that's and part then. Of the, that's, part that's why of the I love Supergirl, I think. This is this is part of the problem and <laughs> probably again why you like Supergirl is that Supergirl exists on Earth too. That's where this whole crisis on Earth X or on, on Infinite Earth things happen is that you have the Arrowverse and everything that's happening. And then when Supergirl started, it was on CBS its first season. So it was completely separate from the Arrowverse. And then season two, it migrates to the CW. But they have to explain why it doesn't exist on the same universe as Arrowverse and everything. Yeah, so and think... so it's happening on Earth 2. So it's there's this, there, the reason why I love Supergirl is because I don't need to know anything else that's going uh, on. Until you hit crossover episodes <laughs> where you're crossover. on part three and you don't understand but what's Zach, going on. But here's the thing, that, Zach. I'm smart enough to be like, okay. This is where we are in this. Okay, let's go. I still enjoyed the episode. God. For what it was. Oh man, you saw the Smallville opening. Yep. With with no context. Yep. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I just realized anyway. we're still recording. Oh yeah. A long episode. Well, we had two weeks, so. I know. Oh gosh. So anyway, yeah. So the best one, by the way, out of all of this, the best joke is that Legends of Tomorrow were not involved in the Elseworlds thing. And they make a joke about that later on because they're doing a they are trying to think of the best way to not spoil a thing. They're doing a commercial for something. They're doing a commercial for something and they dress up as Supergirl and Arrow and Flash. But it's a bunch of the characters from Legends. And so they're like in this like shadow thing. They're like in the shadow thing where their faces are blocked out, and then when the commercial ends, they like walk off. The, they walk off stage, and they're like, "Man, we really should have done the crossover event. We probably could have gotten them to do this." I want to watch Legends of Tomorrow. Legends so of Tomorrow bad. is so weird because the whole concept is, "What if I took the losers from the Arrowverse and made a team out of them?" That's great. That's incredible. And then every season, like three people change. So like... that's incredible. Oh man! Oh, also, the first also there's a guy in the first uh, season that's from Doctor Who, and so it's really hard to watch that season and not just think of him as his Doctor Who character the whole time since he's time traveling everywhere. Incredible. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited now for October. I want Batwoman to start now. I was already I, excited. I need October. Arrow <laughs> to explain what the hell they're doing. Flash is doing its fucking time travel bullshit that is just nothing but time travel and sadness <laughs> all the time. That's what the Flash is. The Flash is nothing but time travel and sadness, I know, Dale. You, you told me I needed to watch it because of the time travel. I didn't Ew. know there was sadness. 
there's of course there's sadness. It, 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 it's so funny because like Arrow comes out and it's like super dark and kind of Batman like Chris Nolan Batman esque where it's like you like everybody's grumbling through uh, costumes and everything is sad and then there's like oh but then the flash starts and it was like but what if people did this and they were like happy people. <laughs> What if happy people did this now? Interesting. And then Supergirl comes around and it's like, but also, what if they were happy people and also not fucking up everything every five minutes? Because <laughs> that's what Flash does. Flash is like, I'm super optimistic, but also I just fucked up the universe with time travel by accident. <laughs> I, need to go back. I, need to go, I need to go fix that now. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, and also Gorilla Grodd is there. But anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and Tom Cavanaugh every season playing the same character but from a different Earth, so he gets to play I know, a different. He person. mentioned that, and I'm like, he That's played incredible. Fred Sherlock Holmes this season. It was so bad. His accent was terrible. <laughs> that makes sense, though. <laughs> every every episode was how do I pronounce Sherlock in French? Yeah, sure. Tom Cavanaugh. I'm so glad that version of you is gone. <laughs> I love you, but no. <laughs> But that's been my TV experience yeah. recently. Like great. I said, I I can't like get in. I I keep trying, but I can't get into the boys. So really, yeah, this is it. I've just been dead, and I've been watching more Lucifer, which is fantastic. <laughs> Still need to watch it. Yeah, no, it's so good. Yeah, my TV has mainly been catching up on Hill. Like I said, catching up on Hilda and No Good Nick, God Friend of Me. That's there it. you go. Cool. Oh. Um, video games. I've been playing a lot of Zelda. That's my answer. I've been playing so much more Breath yeah, of the Wild. Yeah, no, you told me that you were gonna play Hob. I did, and, then, and I bought it. And then, Here's the pub. You, 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 I was playing I Breath it. of the Wild instead. Here's the problem. I bought Hob because I was gonna be in the car to go to the Washington County Fair. Yep. And so I was playing it in the car. It's a bad way to play that game. It's a very bad way to play that because, game. Because, like, I was, like, distracted by conversation with my parents yep. and stuff. Oh, yeah. No, you need to be completely submerged to, so, in, like, in that game. So then I was like, I'll get back to you later. And then I got home, and I plugged the switch back in, and then I loaded up Zelda. <laughs> I didn't stop playing Zelda for oh, a while. <laughs> man. I just, I just want you to play Hob. How far into Hob did you like, get? Like, literally, I got the smashy claw thing. Like, that's about it. Like, an hour. You got your arm? <laughs> like, Wait, I hold on. I got the arm. The arm is, like, ten minutes in. I mean, it felt it took me an hour because I kept having to stop to talk to people. <laughs> you, oh, oh, Zach. So I got the arm. There's so much more going. I know. It's great. It's from one of my favorite developers. I know. I can't wait. Torchlight. I can't but, wait for uh, you to play more. I need to get back into it. I'll I've, go do after this, since yeah. Zelda's not loaded up, it actually might be. It might be waiting for me to come back. <laughs> which case, that's just won't. Um, yeah, no, I I need to get back into Hob. I I have gotten back into Horizon Zero Dawn, so I can try and finally finish that. Um, I've been. That's a game I finished like. I know, Zach. I finished. I restarted I... and finished that game as since this podcast started. <laughs> I know, Zach. <laughs> I have other games. Oh, actually, while I'm thinking of it, um. Sony bought Insomniac. Sony really? officially bought the people that make the Spider-Man games, which really? means that will definitely be a launch title on the next on the PS5. Spider-Man 2 will almost oh definitely be a, a launch title on PS5 so now because they officially bought them. And Death Stranding 
may or may not still be exclusive to Sony. I think it's still going to come out on, on PlayStation first and then might go to PC. That's mm. like a whole thing. Mm. But they released a new trailer during Gamescom. Yeah, no, and, I haven't seen uh, it yet. You can, you, uh, Norman Reedus piece. There's like a whole button for urinating. It's just a wow. thing. It's a mechanic in the game. Wow. But they made sure that you can't see anything. Anything because if you try to turn the camera around him, they specifically showcase this in the trailer they showed, which is that you can stand up and start urinating, but if you try to rotate the camera around and see anything, he turns with the camera. Oh my god, that's great! <laughs> oh that's man, also, the guy that like runs the um game awards and gamescom and stuff like that is also in the game every yeah, now and then yep. they just keep so showing that. previews where it's like by the way i got another famous person to be in my video game <laughs> crazy sorry i interrupted you no, Horizon Zero Dawn. you're it fine made me think Horizon Zero Dawn. i mean in uh, sony buying insomniac is is super freaking exciting to me that is very exciting um for multiple reasons <laughs> i also at this point assume that horizon zero dawn 2 because I guess it's Horizon 1 Dawn? Horizon Dawn. I don't know. I don't know. I just want it to But happen. I assume that will also be a PS5-like launch title. Like, at I this hope point, so. At this point, if there has not been an announcement about that game, it comes out with the PS5 somewhere. Yeah. I yeah. hope it happens. It has to. I mean, it, it is. I think it's in development, right? Oh, it has to be. There's it no way it's not, be. right? I don't know. I hope so. I hope to. I hope so, so badly that it, that it does. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I've been getting into that. Uh, I haven't really been playing my Nuzlocke too much because I st started playing Pokemon Blue. And also, you Dano really snapped weird. three Pokemon and you refused to talk about it? Well, hey. I saw those posters. <laughs> I saw what you did. How freaking good are those? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about them. Remember the, the Fallen. How, how good are those? Like, like <laughs> I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of my power. <laughs> that oh, I have man. over graphic design. No, but um, <laughs> go for editing photos. Um, yeah, no, I haven't. But I've, I, I started replaying or like continued the playthrough of Pokemon Blue that I started way back before Sun and Moon was even released. God. Um, so like black and white original Pokemon Blue? Like old game boy pokemon yes, blue or was, yes. oh god old, like old like it's on That's virtual boy such a difficult not virtual, game. Boy. virtual, virtual I know console yeah. um virtual console on my ds and i'm like i'm playing it first of all only reason why i know what to do is because of let's go yeah, that's a rough game. Um, that's a rough game to go back to I, 20 years later. I play that game, and, like, now I love Pokemon and all that, but, like, I'm playing that game, and I'm like, I can't believe that Pokemon has become what it is today after this game. I can't believe Ryan Reynolds got it, himself involved in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I actually can believe that. No. Um, uh, yeah, no, you're right. He'll do anything. It's, it's just this thing where it's like nothing is explained. Like the only reason why I know what moves do is because I've used them in other games. And do you, you want to know how I knew how to get through that game? Yeah. I got the Prima official guide oh <laughs> to walk me through that game. Yeah, no, but like I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, 
someone who played this did not have a manual, did not have any cheats, did not have any walkthroughs. How the hell did they? I'm just, it is a very, it's cool. Like, it's very, it's impressive to me. And it makes me really happy. Like, I don't know. It's cool that that kind of game, and it's not even a bad game. Like, it's very well made. It's just... It's just you, you try to remember, well, I mean, you would have been six at the time, but you try to like think about how our brains were wired to like play that fucking game without any sort of help. Yeah, like, how does someone play that game in the first place? Yeah, and it's just like, I mean, I guess that's, it's all you had too. So it's all you had to go off of, and it's how games were. It very much was, it very much was just like throwing you in here, have fun. Like, this is this thing that we made. Um, no explanation for stuff, but it is like, even, even the things that I, the things that I take for granted, I guess, I don't even know if I take for, but like being able to look at what my moves do, being able to know what this move does, being able to know what TMs do. Like I, I just have singular, to guess. single use TMs that you yeah, have yeah. because you, you don't, but, you, they're, they're not like reusable items yeah, early on no. in that franchise. And it, doesn't, it doesn't tell you that, but it also, I mean, I'm sure it does if you talk to people, but like, I'm not, I know that I don't have to talk to everybody. I can just play I mean, that's the just, game. But that's just it. In that version in that of it, version, that, you those have 20 to. years ago, you have you to talk have to, to everybody which is because so they will cool. say shit like, hey, did you know, by the way, that TMs are a one-use item? Make yeah. sure you really like who's using it. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, but it's so, it's so cool to me. And you really have to pay attention when, like, the gym leaders or even the guy who gives you dig is like, I mean, dig is obvious, but, you know, a TM like, oh, what, who, I just taught someone a TM and I was like, if I had no context, I would not know what that TM was. Um, I don't know. It's like, oh, this is this is thunder. This is thunderclap. Yeah, All it does is like paralyze that. people. Yeah. It doesn't hurt anyone. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> something like that, like thundershock or something. Because I don't think thundershock. Thundershock, thunder wave. Thunder wave is the one that thunder only paralyzes only things. Paralyzes. Here's a, here's so a TM. Like... It, the, it contains thunder wave. Although it does is paralyze people, it doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah. It's like, good to know. Yeah. Glad I didn't fucking waste that on anybody. Right exactly. But also, in this Pikachu game... learned that five levels ago. Exactly. But in, but in this game, it's like, oh, you taught that to someone? Too bad. Like, It's, it's gone just, now. It, it just doesn't even let you explain what the move did. It's just so interesting and really, really cool to me. Um, but yeah. But the biggest thing about Pokemon that I wanted to share, and then I think I'm good. Um, but last night, so we rewatched, I rewatched Detective Pikachu last night because we had weird power stuff going on. So we didn't have cable. So I made everybody watch Detective Pikachu. Um, and I was looking up Cubone stuff afterwards, or Cubone came up. And first of all, there is a plushie of a Cubone where you can remove its skull. Why would you let them do that? Zach, Wait, you need on. to look it up. What does Cubone look like without the skull on? It basically looks like a Charmander. So basically they just made you need Charmander to look plushes it up. that they stuck you need a to look it up. skull on. You need to type into Google. I don't want Q to. Cubone plush without skull. Uh, this sounds like this sounds like something that Net Nanny will not be happy with. You need to do it. <laughs> You're not old enough to know what Net Nanny is. I, yeah, I have no idea what that is. Fuck. Hell, Net Nanny was like the first. Um, we're gonna stop 
kids from seeing inappropriate things on the internet type of thing. Oh God! <laughs> but it was no, like a I CD you had to buy and oh, stick Jesus. in your computer. Jesus, no. Um, but I read something. <clears> I, I read like a theory that I am actually really cool with and okay with. That that phone um, is just Charmander with a. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. That's this that's my own head. It's incredible. What are you this talking is, about? What this looks like? Uh, this there's a uh, what's one? Of, there's another starter that this looks like. Uh, that's Cyndaquil? also Charmander, Cyndaquil? but. Maybe, yeah. I just, I don't like it, Dale. It's incredible. I don't like this at all. It's incredible. You just don't like change. I don't like <laughs> different new things in my <laughs> sphere of the fucking universe. No, this no, no, is no, terrible. No. Okay, but here's the, the fan <laughs> the fan theory I'm going to leave everybody with. And I don't remember who wrote this, so I'm sorry I can't give proper credit. But it's basically like what, <clears throat> it, it, it kind of tries to explain how you can have a Marowak and a Cubone on your team and like have a Marowak and a Cubone standing next to each other. Cause the whole thing about Cubone is that it's its mother's skull. We're not supposed to think about these like, things, Dale. We're just supposed to let them evolve in a giant now, But we're adults okay. now and we All need right. to give meaning. Okay. But anyways, so um, basically the theory is broken down nitty gritty is that when a Cubone is born, its mother gives it a skull helmet to protect it, pretty much. So it's like, my child is born, this skull that I have been wearing on my head for, for my whole life, I can now pass it down to my child, and a new one will pretty much form for me. Like, there, it's, it's, I can molt pretty, I basically can molt my skull that has now become attached to me and give it to my child to give them their own skull. Sure. Why not? That sounds less depressing. Right? This is like when the right? anime decided that Slow, Slow King was, not Slow King. Slacking? Slow, there's Slowpoke. Slowbro. When Slowbro Slow was created, when a shelter just bit a Slowpoke's tail. Yeah, that, I mean, that's And I was like, Pokedex. dude, wait, hold on. No, there's like a whole animation for evolution. You can't just decide that's how it works, anime. But, but uh. it's in the Pokedex, Zach. It must be real. I mean, the other thing with the Cubone thing, I'm pretty sure in the Pokedex it says from its dead, its deceased Oh, it definitely does say, it, say it, it wears the skull of its deceased mother. Yes, but absolutely. I'm because I'm also here's the thing. okay. With, but here's, here's the, the thing. thing. Its mother could still be deceased, but it could have given her its skull. It could have been like the game is weird. protection, child. The game is weird because, like, the Pokedex and the game heavily imply that there is one Cubone. Oh, yes. And that it be like the yeah. Marowak gave birth to yes. the Cubone. And then it, yeah. It, despite the fact that you run into multiple Cubone throughout yeah. that game, the it all heavily implies, like, story-wise, it all, it all heavily implies that there is a single Cubone in the universe. It heavily implies that the Cubone you meet in the Pokemon Tower is the only Cubone in existence. Right. But here's the thing. In Let's Go, I don't know if it happens in, in Blue. No, Let's Go, this was a rewrite. I know what you're talking about. In Let's Go... It's a Marowak with a skull. So, like, still. <laughs> I mean, no, you there can was a rewrite that, like, the, re shit, the rewrite in Let's but... Go is that, that your um, friend is like, I'm going to take this with me and care for it and yeah. runs off with it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but it, it very much does see it, a ghost of its mother in Let's Go. Uh, okay, so... we've talked about Pokemon. I think it's time to end an episode now. Oh, also, I do want to let you know that Slow King. I'm pretty sure is what it's called, is a shelter 
is it is still Shelder and Slowbro. That puts out a fancy hat? No, 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 no. Instead of the Shelder biting its tail, it bites its head. I think it has both, doesn't it? It has both evolutions, yes. So there's Slowbro and there's Slowking. Right, but I mean, like, doesn't a slow king just have a shelter on its tail and its head? I'd have to no. look at the art, and I haven't no. seen. No, oh. a, sh- a slow king. Oh, just right, has it you on can its only head. get because you can only get a slow king from like a very specific stupid trade, right? Where it's like has to be holding the right thing and traded. So, yeah, and, no. I don't know. I only know how to do it in in in, in Pokemon Go. I did it. I don't remember. I had to have something in my okay. hand. Okay, I'm ending this episode. But before we do, <laughs> I want to ask you something. Because I we need to talk go back to the Nickelodeon movies for a second just this, to wrap this all around. Are you gonna ask me more riddles? First off, no. First off, um, let's talk about the fact that Playing with Fire is a Nickelodeon film, which I did not realize. <laughs> Wait, what? Which makes sense. Oh Nickelode- yeah, yes, yes, Playing it with is. Fire is a Nickelodeon film. Yes, I didn't it is. realize yeah, that. I knew that. I'm good for them. That makes total sense. I I absolutely believe that and love it, and it's great. Yeah, I knew that. Can we talk about the early Nickelodeon films for a second and how fucking great they are? Do you know what the first Nickelodeon film was? The first theatrical Nickelodeon film was? What was it? It was Harriet the Spy, oh, Michelle okay. Trachtenberg, yeah, and Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. That was the first VHS to be bright orange. <laughs> Incredible. To come to your home. Are you okay? Yeah, no. Nickelodeon movies have so always been. Nickelodeon, yeah, Nickelodeon incredible. starts out the gate with Harriet the Spy. Its next movie is fucking Good Burger. Yeah. That's fucking great. Con- congratulations, Nickelodeon. Oh, you yeah. won already. Its third movie is the Rugrats movie, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah. The best thing about the Rugrats movie is um, Angelica singing. Um, oh, fuck. What's the song? Angelica sings a very famous Joan Jett song, and I cannot believe I can't remember oh. it. Now. Not I Love Rock and Roll, the is other it, one. Is it wild? No. Um, no. One way or another. Yes. She sings one way or another. Yes, she does, and it's incredible. Then you get Snow Day, a movie you haven't seen, but it's beautiful. Wait, hold on. I've seen... I think I, Snow have, Day? Seen, I, think I have seen Snow With Day. Snowplow Man and... The th- one redhead I can't remember the name of that's in Orange that's in Orange County. I'm <laughs> I could have sworn sure you told I've... me before that you had not seen Snow Day. Maybe I don't know. It sounds familiar. I'd have to probably because we talked about it already. Maybe that's probably then we, why. Then it's Rugrats in Paris, also yep. a good movie. Oh my God, Rugrats in Paris is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, Jimmy Neutron, like, boy like, genius. Same there, like Jimmy Neutron. That TV show did a lot for me. That was a good show. That show and its crossovers with Fairly Odd Parents are always oh, good. Oh, the Jimmy Timmy Power Hours? Yes. Uh, I, then... A couple days ago, hold on. A couple days ago in my Facebook memories, there was a, literally a status where I wrote, I love all three Jimmy Timmy Power Hours. <laughs> <laughs> that was a status I made. Then we move on to Clock Stoppers. Have you oh, seen Clock Stoppers? I know what that movie is. Do you want to know who directed Clock Stoppers? Yes. Jonathan Frakes, number one from uh, from Star Trek, The Next Generation. One of the greatest, like, randomly greatest, like, sci-fi and TV directors oh, of our days. That's great. Are you oh, reading this list I'm just on the Wikipedia page right now? I'm just on the Wikipedia page right now. I would like to know. I would like to know. this whole episode. I've been looking at it since we talked about them at the beginning of the episode. I would like to know when Greatest Day and... Shredder Man rules, and <laughs> gym teacher well, those, happen. 
Uh, those are not theatrical releases, so I cannot tell you. Oh, they weren't? I thought Shredder no. Man. Oh, no, they weren't. Because I'm looking at, like, because then they get into the, like, we're, like, like, uh, the Hey Arnold movie, the Wild Thornberrys movie, Rugrats yeah, Go Wild. Those are all TV. Pants. Then the Lemony Snicket movie, the first series of unfortunate events wait, that was not the TV show. Wait, or that was not the, the wait, Netflix series. Wait, was a, that was, was a Jim Nickelodeon Carey. show? Yes, that was a Nickelodeon was. movie? That was a Nickelodeon film. No. Jim Carrey, where they were like, let's put the three books into one movie. That was a Nickelodeon. I love that movie. Uh-huh. Yours, mine, and ours. That's a Nickelodeon <laughs> movie? Then Nacho Libre? Nickelodeon film? Nacho Libre? Those are all Nickelodeon movies? Barnyard? The random the random CGI movie, Barnyard? The Charlotte's oh, Web remake? I love remake? Barnyard. The Back Spider-Wick at the Barnyard? Chronicles? Back at the Barnyard was the TV series yeah. based on the hit film, yeah, Barnyard. Yeah, Barnyard. I know. Um... This movie, I actually remember seeing this title, but I did not realize that this was Nickelodeon, which is Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging, which is a uh, British that's, film. That's a Nickelodeon, that is Nickelodeon movie? first and only PG-13 film. I don't know if there's other ones, but I'm pretty certain that's their first. That's definitely their first. I don't think there's others. Um, Hotel for Dogs. Imagine that with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> uh, but then you get into, you know, Last Airbender we can ignore. No, uh, we Rango. No, we can't. Rango, I forget, is a Nickelodeon film. Adventures of Tintin is technically a Nickelodeon film. Okay, you're blowing my mind right now. Holy Uh, shit. The two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films are technically Nickelodeon films because they owned the rights when those came out. Oh, my God. Um, You know, all the SpongeBob movies. But then you get into what I think is a, a second golden age that is forgotten, starting with Monster Trucks. It's a fucking oh, great movie. Monster I... Trucks is a Nickelodeon film. Monster, you've seen Monster Trucks? Oh man, like once. Oh, that movie's so good. There's a uh, Wonder Park that just came out. Yep. It's a Nickelodeon film. Yep. They have three movies this year: Wonder Park, Dora, and Playing and with Fire. Fire. Yeah. Nickelodeon is back, baby. I'm so excited. So, but okay, so when I, for some reason, I thought, I don't know why I thought, um, Greatest Day was it might be it just isn't I, the, it might just not be theatrical i knew shredder man and shredder man rules and gym teacher i knew that the, those weren't theatrical but i was just curious when they came out in like at the same time do you know what i mean i was curious yeah. what time those came out as opposed to what was in the theater at the time that's what i was curious about i didn't know if you had that information oh they don't have a pile of those the way they do the uh <laughs> film movies yeah no no i didn't think so i'm pretty sure i'm the only person who knows shredder man rules and gym <laughs> teacher and it's because one of them <clears throat> stars devin workheiser and the other one stars nathan Cress. like so obviously i'm going to see them um but gr- i'm pretty sure greatest day it's about a kid who basically gets groundhog dayed in reliving the last day of summer, I that think that's what familiar, it's called. Actually. That's what it's called. It's not called the Greatest Day. It just has the song "Greatest Day" by Bowling for Soup um, in it. But I'm pretty sure. But I'm pretty sure it's last day of summer, and he just keeps reliving the same day. Keeps going to this carnival. Keeps doing all that, and it's inc- it's so good. But I thought it was a theatrical. Their TV movies are are incredible too. 
Like, let's talk about. Oh yeah, let's no, they talk know what about... they're doing with like, yeah. Um, I and this is lame too, but like spectacular, which is about acapella groups, is so good. I freaking love that movie. <laughs> uh, Last Day of Summer came out in two thousand seven. Is it Nickelodeon? It is. Was it? It wasn't theatrical though. But it was not theatrical. No. Andrew, I don't know why I thought it was. It was a made-for-TV movie, broadcast by Nickelodeon. Great, fantastic. So okay, now that we've talked about Pokemon and Nickelodeon too much, I think it's time to end this episode because I keep forgetting that we're still recording. Me too. This is the stuff that we normally do after <gasps> we've stopped recording, where we're still looking at Wikipedia. Okay, well, this has been Say Report Junior, everybody. <laughs> uh, thank you for sticking with us for two two hours. That's what happens when you don't record for two weeks. Um, <laughs> but it's also the last three episodes have been two episode hours. Two ep- two four episodes. Two hour episodes, because I think that's the wine talking. No, it's not. Shut up. No. <laughs> I meant the two episode hours. No, I know. The... I know what you meant. Um, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm pretty sure the last three of our episodes have been two hour episodes because we skipped a week each week because one of us had to do something. It's this summer, man. It's, it's the been summer. So it's what bad. happens. It just reminds me of when we first started this and we were like, we could do every other week. And then we ended up doing we episode like, that was two hours long. And we were like, we should yeah, really do this weekly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's all. We'll get it's back all, on track now. We'll get back on track it's soon. All it's just like, it's yeah. It's just man, this humidity's killing me, man. Oh no, I got you. Yeah. I I hear you. Um, uh, it's weather where we need ice cream. So we you do need should ice cream. find us on Spotify, Spotify and <laughs> iTunes and other podcast stuff by searching Say Report Junior. Uh, which I assume you did because you found us. Um, unless you found us on YouTube where you search Say Report Junior as well. You can find us on Twitter individually. <laughs> uh, the show is at uh, Say Report Junior, but I am also at Sir Whiskey. I'm at Dale's Brain. This and sentence makes like, sense when I started it's it. It's okay, Dale. Zach. Yeah, I think you hit all the major media outlets that we are available on. Uh, yeah, go find us, everybody. And it's time for ice cream. Take, Take it, it away, away, Liz. Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.